quite some time now, I have been mildly obsessed with the idea of 10,000 steps in a day. And I don't think about it the same way that I think about the fact that I eat the same meal every day as first meal for the last several years, or that I'm pretty obsessed with making sure my core is strong so my movements and my back is balanced throughout the course of my day. 10,000 steps is different. It is one of the most important wellness prescriptions that I've come across, but not specifically for the 10,000 number, just simply for it being a number to shoot for. And shooting for that number significantly enhances my wellness, my sense of wellness, and knowing what it does to me enhances my personal health efficacy. I so remember the moment when I began moving more. Actually, it was exercising that I was focused on. At the time, hadn't really thought about the difference between movement and exercise, but I was still smoking cigarettes and living a pretty darn unhealthy life. And then this moment happened and I walked a quarter mile down through the park and a quarter mile back. And then I did it again the next day. And then the next day, and that habit extended to a mile and two miles and three miles. And six months later, I finished my first marathon. I never intended to do any such thing. And frankly, prior to that, I couldn't imagine why anybody wanted to run. I was one of those people that thought running voluntarily was just ridiculous. But there I was, hooked. And I still am hooked today. And I hadn't really explored health and fitness as a thing back then, so I didn't really understand the, the why and the how of it all. just knew I was supposed to be getting a lot more exercise than I was. But at some point when I got more into fitness, um, I started to encounter that 10,000 steps in a day. But I didn't pay too much attention to it, right? Because I was running uh, all the time. In fact, only recently have I started looking at my daily steps COVID has created a little bit more of a sedentary lifestyle. But prior to that, I would glance at my steps once a month, maybe. And what do you know? I was averaging 10,000 steps a day. It just happened to work out that way. And my focus as a trainer uh, was focused on exercise specifically, right? I didn't start thinking about movement more broadly until I turned to corrective exercise, to biomechanics, and to more and more health coaching. I started to understand the difference between exercise and movement uh, more clearly. Movement is anything that causes the muscles uh, to move our skeleton for any reason and burn energy, whereas exercise is movement that is geared specifically, uh, structured and planned for maintaining or achieving a specific fitness level. So I asked myself, hey, why 10,000? Where did that come from? It turns out that that particular number came from a marketing campaign for a new sleep tracker that a Japanese health science professor invented. Uh, In 1965, uh, he was trying to build off of the momentum of the 64 Tokyo Olympics and help have a positive impact on the obesity epidemic that he saw in his society. Uh, And the, the Japanese name for this step tracker that he invented Translates to English as 10,000 steps. And there you go. Incidentally, step trackers uh, have been around as early as Da Vinci, who it looks like uh, designed the very first one. A study from the U.S. back in September of 2021 also showed they looked at uh, three groups of steppers, and they saw that people who stepped uh, between 7,000 steps and 10,000 steps 
had a 60 to 70% reduced risk of early death than those that walked less than 7,000 steps. I'm not going to go into what that really means from a study perspective, but it's as significant as it sounds. Then they looked at people who walked more than 10,000 steps and saw very little difference from the ones who walked between 7,000 and 10,000. Very important. Goes back to my comment about how having the target is valuable, more valuable than actually achieving that specific number. And since I've been thinking about this for these last many years, I have encountered a whole lot of benefits to moving more. And not just the stuff that you read about. I'm about to list some of those benefits. I'm talking about what I personally have experienced, what I know to be true about how moving more impacts my health and wellness. Adding exercise actually does all this times two and then some. So here's a list of some of these benefits most of us have already heard, uh, but bear with me. There's a reason I'm going to list these out. You'll know about it. You'll know why in a sec. You get stronger. You get more balanced from moving around. Your nerves start to fire more efficiently to connect with your muscles and to connect better with your brain. You get more physical and emotional confidence. You get improved memory. Moving more has been long linked to a decrease in anxiety and depression because of an increase in serotonin and dopamine and norepinephrine. Moving more delays brain aging diseases like Alzheimer's and diabetes and multiple sclerosis. You get more oxygen flow to the brain, an increased capacity of your brain cells. In fact, increased capacity of all of your cells. Your blood can pump more with every stroke and your blood cells' ability to use oxygen improves. You get improved bone density. You build more muscle mass. You control the blood sugar and the insulin sensitivity, which is that diabetes. Getting into a regular movement habit habit gives you an increased sense of a quality of life, improves your sleep quality, and as I said, generally lowers your risk of early death from just about everything other than accidents. It cannot be overstated. Our ability to exist and survive throughout evolution has depended on our ability to move. And so moving has literally shaped our physical and mental structures and processes. But here's how this matters even more and how I've begun to think about it, why I'm mildly obsessed because Not only is virtually every aspect of our health and wellness impacted when we move, but the opposite occurs when we don't. All of these things happen in reverse. A reduction in positive chemicals flowing through the brain like serotonin, norepinephrine, and dopamine, an increased potential for anxiety and depression. Reduction in the brains and our blood cells' ability to use oxygen. Reduced capacity in our heart, reduced bone density, reduced balance, reduced strength. You getting the point here? Reduced muscle mass, quality of life, memory, and an increase in the possibility of brain aging diseases like Alzheimer's, diabetes, diabetes, and multiple sclerosis. It is not that movement 
just improves these things. It is that movement is required for them to occur. Our blood carries all of these nutrients, these hormones, all of these waste products. And when we sit, we shut off the big muscles that help push that blood through our body and those processes shut down. When Dr. Levine from the Mayo Clinic and Arizona State University coined the phrase, sitting is the new smoking, he was not kidding. It's been linked to an increased risk of cancer, cardiovascular, and heart diseases, along with, like I mentioned, early death. And when the U.S. Physical Activity Guidelines were updated in 2018, the recommendation for adults included, and I quote, move more and sit less throughout the day. And they've gone so far as to make clear that small, short bursts of movement, one to two minutes at a time, can add up to their 150-minute-a-week recommendation. So it's not the 10,000 steps in a day that matters most. It's really spending more time moving and less time not moving. And the 150-minute-per-week recommendation is a great guideline, but it's really just taking the next step that matters. It's moving more today, moving more now than you did yesterday or even just a few minutes ago. So no matter what of the many strategies you can employ to get yourself moving around more, just choose to be in motion at every possible opportunity. Until next time.